Hey friends, today is going to be good because I am going to be speaking to my anti-budgeting friends. Or maybe you're not anti-budgeting necessarily, but you just flat out don't like it, so you don't do it. Today's episode has you written all over it, so if that is what we're struggling with, we're going to cover five things that you can try that just might soften your heart towards budgeting, and who knows, maybe you will become a budgeting ninja like so many of my past clients. All right, ready? Let's get it. Hey friend, welcome to Money Mindful Moms. I'm Krista Nalgian, wife and mom, and firm believer that moms with money skills will change the world. I know that you are sick of feeling limited by money, but you also don't wanna wait until your kids are older to be able to do fun experiences with them. You wanna find a way to transform your relationship with money once and for all. If you're ready to ditch debt, have overflow at the end of each month, and be able to spend money on what's most important to you, you're in the right place. Pop in those earbuds, go reheat your coffee, it's time to dive in. So I recently did a super informal poll on my Instagram stories where I asked for those of you who don't like budgeting, why is that? And the most common answer that I got was some version of, it's all just too much. It's too much. I've got too much going on and I just don't want to add something. And I totally get it as a busy mom myself, the idea of adding something else that doesn't bring me joy to my already full plate sounds like it's going to be a hard pass for me. But I am willing to add something to subtract something. Addition by subtraction, right? So what that means for you is that by adding budgeting into your life, you could get rid of the scrambling later when your account goes into overdraft because you forgot about a couple of bills and now you have to move money around and pay a fee and all that. Adding budgeting into your life could also mean that you subtract the amount of stress of money arguments with your spouse because you have no clear communication about how much you can each spend on whatever the heck you want, and now you're spending time and energy arguing about your target trips. So while I don't love the idea of having to find the time and space to add something, when thinking it through all the way, I see how it actually frees me up more instead of taking something away. If that alone doesn't sell you on why budgeting is worth it, I have five things that you may want to change up that might help you become an accidental budgeting fan. It may take just one of these things to help you, or it might take all five, but I have a feeling if you do all five of these, you are going to love budgeting, or at least be willing to tolerate it more. Now, if you're listening to me talk and you're like, Krista, it's not that I don't like budgeting. It's just that I don't even know where to start. I don't have a budget because I've never had a budget. So If that's where you are, you are absolutely a good candidate for my overflow program, which the next round actually begins in January. And over the course of the program, we uncover your goals and pair them with your actual numbers to create 
implement and automate your budget. So that's just one thing that we will walk you through and you will walk away with as part of this program. And I would love and be honored to walk you through it. So head over to the show notes right now and look for the link that adds you to my first to know list. And this is just a way for you to raise your hand and say, I want to know as soon as registration is open so that I can have first dibs to sign up before this round fills up. Sound good? Okay, so in no particular order, here are the five things that you may want to consider switching up to go from loathing budgeting to loving budgeting. Number one, automate it. If you are currently spending a good amount of time budgeting because you are using a good old paper and pen and having to write everything down that you spend by hand and then do the math on all of that, honestly, I get why you hate it. That is a lot. So it might be time to look into creating an Excel spreadsheet so that it does the math for you. Or if you are like me, use an app. The reason that I love apps is they can be securely linked to your bank accounts so that it will categorize things for you, which then cuts down on your time invested as well. You may have heard that the Mint app is actually going to be closing down at the end of the year, which is actually the app that I use. So I am going to be on the lookout for a new app. I know there's a lot of good ones out there. Maybe I will do a future podcast episode on apps. Up until this point, however, I have had one major budget review each month when I make sure that everything is set up with the new month's numbers, and then I just check in on it each week when I'm doing my weekly check-in with my husband about our schedule and a budgeting update. That's it. You do not need to spend time every single day, and you certainly do not need to obsess over it. Automate it. It's going to make your life so much easier. All right, number two is to simplify it. If it feels time-consuming or complex, you might be overcomplicating it. One question I get a lot is, how do you budget for groceries and personal care items and paper products and blah 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 Okay, the answer is I don't. It all falls under the grocery budget. Unless I happen to pick up that cute shacket that Costco has right now, I would put that into my clothing budget separately. Other than that, I put it all under the grocery budget. Diapers, toilet paper, shampoo, all of it goes under groceries. I do not have time to separate out all of the items from a Costco receipt to figure out what goes into household paper product budget or personal care product budget. If that works for you and you're doing that, that is great. But for myself, that doesn't work. And if you are feeling like it's all too much, we might need to simplify and cut down the number of categories that we are budgeting for. I'm guessing that you probably don't have a whole lot of extra time either. So make it easier on yourself. You also don't need to have a restaurant budget and a takeout budget and a coffee budget and a smoothie budget and so on. Okay. It can all go under one budget of any food that you get from outside of the house. That is all covered under one budget. Again, simplifying is going to be your best friend when it comes to loving budgeting. Number three, have a goal in mind that you are tracking in your budget. There's something much more exciting about doing something when you know the purpose behind it. One 
most pressing goal that we have right now is our debt payoff. And so we have a line item in our budget for how much we're putting towards debt. And there's something about seeing it there that is motivating. I also get excited about making sure that we're just not going overboard in the other categories and keeping those tight because it means that I get to make that number and the debt payoff category bigger, which makes me excited. Now, if you're not even sure what your most pressing goal should be in your case, do not worry. I've got you in the overflow program. This is something that we focus on at the very beginning. And I like to make sure that everyone walks away with clarity on what their most important focus should be. It also keeps you accountable to the goal. If you like have this sort of loose idea of what you want your money to do and you say something like, well, whatever's left over at the end of the month, I'll put that towards my debt or towards my car fund or whatever that goal might be. I would bet money that it is not happening or at least not happening at the capacity that's really going to move the needle towards where you want to be. We all need the accountability of a goal with a line item in our budget to give it as much weight as it deserves and the seriousness that it deserves. Okay, number four, make room in your budget for fun. Y'all, if you are operating off of a budget that is only top ramen and there's nothing set aside for you to have any fun, no wonder why you hate it. That doesn't make sense, right? This is not a life that I want to live, nor would I ever advocate for. So removing everything fun from your budget, except for the absolute bare minimum, is is a no-go. It's a hard pass. Life is too short to avoid fun for the sake of the budget. Now, of course, this is a common sense thing, right? Within reason, of course. I'm not talking about a free-for-all. I'm talking about narrowing down what matters most to you and then what doesn't really matter to you so that you can be sure to incorporate that into your budget. I have friends that really enjoy getting takeout for lunch several times a week so that they don't have to make and pack a lunch to bring to work. That honestly doesn't matter to me and I work from home so I will gladly save in that area of my budget so that I can make it rain at Crumble and buy some delicious cookies because that matters to me. You may love getting your nails done and the press-ons just don't do it for you so you joyfully spend money on going and getting your nails done but pass on getting lash extensions because that's just not important to you. And I have to add, if you share money with a spouse or partner, one of the best tips I can give for avoiding money arguments is to decide on a spending amount that you each get per month that you're comfortable with, an allowance for a lack of a better word, and you can each spend that money on whatever you want, no questions asked, no more micromanaging every single coffee charge, every single outfit, every single everything that the other person bought. That's just a side note. It's a huge, huge life hack when it comes to budgeting. All right. And then number five is to change your mindset about it. Now, this takes practice. It's not as simple as just flipping a switch and being like, my mindset has shifted. I am all about it. 
You'll probably default to your current thinking for quite a while, and then eventually your new way of thinking will become the new default, but it's kind of like this up and down and up and down process until you get there. Um, An example for you is on my current workout schedule, Mondays and Tuesdays are HIIT cardio. And just to be clear, it is my least favorite of all the workouts. I quite frankly, can't stand it. I much prefer going for walks and lifting weights, but this is part of my routine. And so on Mondays and Tuesdays, I wake up and everything in me wants to skip it. Like all of the excuses start coming up. Oh, I'm sore, so I should skip it. I'm tired. I should sleep in. Oh, my work needs more attention. Like everything in me is like, no. Now, in the beginning, I did allow it several times to overtake me and sleep in or skip it because I was sore or whatever. But eventually, over time, it became my new normal. I started telling myself, it's okay that I don't like it. I'm going to do it anyways. It's okay. It is okay that you don't like budgeting, right? We sometimes think that when we don't like something, that means that we shouldn't do it. And as adults, we get to make these decisions, which is honestly like the coolest part of being an adult. No one is going to stop me from having a cookie at 9 a.m., right? But just because I don't want to do something doesn't mean that I shouldn't just go ahead and do it anyways, So if the last thing that is holding you back is simply a mindset shift, try telling yourself, it's okay that I don't like this. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do it anyways. And then do it until it becomes your new normal. So to recap, we're going to automate. We're going to simplify. We're going to have a goal that we're tracking. We're going to include fun, hello, and change your mindset. And doing these five things could mean that you are actually enjoying budgeting. And if you actually enjoyed budgeting, what could that mean for you? Well, it could mean that you actually want to do it consistently. And if you did it consistently, that could mean that you actually reach your goal. And if you actually reach your goal, that means you have money freed up to now move on to the next goal. And if you keep that up, there's no doubt that you are going to end up where you want to be down the road. So what do you say, friend? Will you give this a try today? Tell me how it goes. Send me a DM over on Instagram, Money Mindful Moms, because I love hearing what's working for you. And while you're at it, will you go ahead and take two minutes to rate and review the show? It would really mean the world to me. And it is the best way that you can thank me for anything and everything that you are learning here on the Money Mindful Moms show. All right. I will see you guys back here next time. If this podcast episode encouraged you, would you take just two minutes to rate and review the show? It really makes a difference and it is the best way that you can say thank you. Also, I would love to hear from you. So come on over to Instagram and find me at Money Mindful Moms. Connect with me there. Send me a DM. I would love to hear from you. I will see you back here real soon. Be blessed and have a powerful day.